This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I am MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a state historian. I'm also a huge history nerd. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. So each day I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's dig into today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today in 1809, Illinois was established as a territory, but let's reverse because Illinois has a long and storied history within American geography and culture. Even before the area that became Illinois was discovered, or at least that's how they explain it, it was populous in the centuries before European colonization. The Native American settlement in Cahokia was right across from the Mississippi River from what is now modern-day St. Louis, and it's located around the city that today is called Collinsville in Illinois. To this day, it is a gigantic mound, nearly the size of the base as the Pyramid of Giza created by the original citizens in around 1050 AD. After the Cahokia, the next large settlement in the area was the Ilinuik Confederation, which was an alliance of several smaller tribes. Ilinuik became the inspiration for the name Illinois. In the late 1600s, French explorers Louis Joliet and Jacques Marquette were the first Europeans to discover the area we now know as Illinois. As we know, they were not the first to discover it at all, but Europeans have a pesky habit of claiming ownership. After the French and Indian War, it was the British who took control over the area. After the American Revolution, it became a territory of the United States and was a part of the Northwest Territory. The western outpost of Fort Dearborn was established in 1803, which was a direct contribution to Illinois being named a territory in 1809. Fort Dearborn was where we know Chicago to be today. Chicago went on to become a metropolitan center. On February 3, 1809, the Illinois Territory was established. The General Assembly petitioned the United States Congress to become a state in 1818. As a part of this process, Illinois had to develop its own constitution. It became a state in 1818 and was the 21st of the United States. Illinois became known as the land of Lincoln because President Lincoln came of age there. Lincoln was actually from Kentucky. He was born in Kentucky and spent some of his youth in Indiana, but his political history all happened in Illinois. Before that, Illinois was known as the Prairie State, so it's no wonder residents wanted a more exciting name. Lincoln moved to Illinois when he was just 21 years old, when his family was afraid of a breakout of milk sickness, an illness characterized by trembling and vomiting after ingesting milk made from a cow that has eaten a white snake root plant. They moved just 10 miles, but this made Lincoln an Illinois resident during some of the most formative years of his life and his political career. Lots of interesting facets of Lincoln's life took place during his time in Illinois. In 1832, he and another man bought a general store in New Salem. At six feet, four inches tall, Lincoln was hard to miss, and he was already well known in his community by the time he ran for the Illinois General Assembly, though he didn't win that first election. He wasn't dissuaded and was ready to continue in Illinois politics. 
He began studying to become a lawyer and then ran for office again, this time for state representative, in 1835 and won the election. At the time, he was only 26 years old and from there served four terms in the Illinois State House. From there, he served Illinois in the House of Representatives for two years and won the presidential race in 1860. You can see why Illinois thought it was an appropriate thing to claim him for their nickname. His political career began in the state, and he was a member of the state legislature for several years before he made the jump to national politics. Shortly after Lincoln's terms as president, Illinois went through another historic moment. On October 8, 1871, a fire overtook Chicago. It became known as the Great Chicago Fire, killing 300 people and destroying three square miles of the city. After the fire, more than 100,000 people became homeless. It had been a long, hot, and dry summer, and these conditions made it so that a dangerous fire could rage even late in the season like October. The city also had a lot of buildings made of wood, which made it especially susceptible to fire. The fire was so powerful that it was able to jump a river. This led to it destroying much of central Chicago. After the fire, help came from all over the world to help rebuild the city. The United Kingdom donated money to start the Chicago Public Library, which was one of the first free libraries in the nation. Before that library, most required a membership fee and were private institutions. In 1886, Chicago was the home of another major event, this time a protest for workers' rights. In early May, workers had been protesting for weeks for an eight-hour workday. On May 4th, a bomb was thrown at the Randolph Street Haymarket. It came to be known as the Haymarket Affair. After the bomb was tossed, several police officers died and protesters were blamed. Eight of the protesters were convicted of conspiracy. Seven of them received death sentences and the eighth received 15 years in prison. In the ensuing years, the outcome of the trial was debated and eventually condemned. Eventually, the event inspired the inception of International Workers' Day on May 1st. Illinois still has plenty of kooky quirks that go along with its fascinating history. For instance, there's actually a ton of weird laws on the books in Illinois that I definitely get a kick out of. For instance, it's actually legal to drink in Illinois if you're under the age of 21, but only if you're registered part of a culinary program. So don't get any ideas because I'm pretty sure those culinary programs are probably a lot more work than you can think of. In Des Plaines, Illinois, it's legal to put a for sale sign on a wheelbarrow that's chained to a tree. All right, and in the city of normal, it's illegal to urinate on a street sign. I actually hate to think of what even caused that law to be created in the first place, and something that's a little less disgusting, but still equally weird, it's illegal to make soap in normal, unless you have a soap-making license. In Kirkland, bees aren't allowed to fly over the village or through the streets. I don't actually know how you'd enforce the law on a bee, but you do you, Kirkland. Maybe we can take a couple notes from the bee movie. Today, the capital is Springfield and the population is nearly 13 million. Chicago is still a popular metropolis known for its skyscrapers. One of its current senators, Tammy Duckworth, was the first Thai American woman to be elected to Congress and the first woman with a disability elected to Congress as well. Between Lincoln and Duckworth, Illinois has a lot of star power politicians, new and old. There's one other super famous guy. I'm not really sure if I can remember his name. I think it started with the B and ended with an Obama. I don't know. Maybe you know his name. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now let's talk about music. Today, in 1960, Frank Sinatra became the first person to launch a fully artist-owned record label. His label was called Reprise Records, and he did it because he wanted his own masters. His friends, Dean Martin and Rosemary Clooney, joined the label with him, lending it both legitimacy and popularity. They sold the label to Warner Brothers in 1963, and it went on to host a number of singers we know and love to this day, like Jimi Hendrix, Joni Mitchell, and Green Day. Sinatra certainly started a trend. Today, tons of artists own their own labels. Kid Cudi, Cake, Wilco, and the Rolling Stones all started their own labels. Who knows? Maybe I'll be next. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going to be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a February 3rd in my life. Despite my voice, I was probably not doing something very exciting at all, most likely sitting around and not doing anything. So let's see if I can confirm that or not. So I have screenshots from my phone February 3rd, 2019, two whole years ago. Um, so wild. I, I just released my My Way cover, I guess. Um, I have a, I had like a, that was in my Twitter pinned or whatever, um, but I think what's crazy is I have like basically a catalog of what my numbers were at that point. At that point, I had 1.4 million monthly listeners on Spotify, which was crazy, super insane. I feel very, very thankful that I had that many. I remember when I reached 160,000 and I thought that was the end for me and I was just going to like peak and then dissipate from existence. I would have been happy with that. Um, but now I have like 5 million something. I don't know. That's wild. That's way, that's way people. That's so many people. That's crazy. Um, but I also have my like Instagram profile. My bio at the time was I was in a PewDiePie video because <laughs> I think that was when PewDiePie was watching TikToks and I, I was featured and that was a big moment. I don't even watch his videos <laughs> anymore, <laughs> but, uh, that was big. I had 70.9 thousand, um, followers on Instagram uh, which is also an insane number. I feel very thankful. I think I now have 800 something thousand. Oh God, that's crazy. It's only been two years. That's so weird. And I think most impressively, I've become much more funny on twitter.com on bird app. So that way people follow me there because I had 13.3 thousand followers on Twitter in 2019. And now I have, let me double check. Let's see. Twitter is probably my favorite application that I ever use. Now I have 506,000 600 people following me um, with my fair share of notable tweets that I'm very proud of. So yeah, you never know what's going to happen in the course of your life. I could never have predicted that this would be my job now. I was very satisfied with the way that my work was going at that point, And it's only gone up and I feel very thankful and privileged for the opportunity to keep doing this as a career. Um, but you really never know. I just... I literally has it has gone so far past anything I could have ever fathomed. Thanks so much for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back for more facts from yesterday. It's 365 with MXM2. New facts.
drinks every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365